What's up? Hey there. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Thank you so much for being here today. Now, based on my research and observations, this is a topic that you might not be talking about, but you're definitely thinking about. At least 70% of my audience says that they think about it, if not multiple times a day, if not at least once a day, they're thinking about it more often than they care to. And that is your weight, your body image, and weight fluctuations. I want to talk about why we are so obsessed, so controlled, and so consumed with our weight, how much we weigh, or what it looks like. We weigh. Our body image, we're obsessed with our body image. For some of you, that means getting on a scale every day. And for others, it just means having this constant thought, a negative dialogue that just plays on a loop in your head, and you hate it. You wish you didn't think this way. You wish You could just love yourself and embrace your body and it didn't matter whether you gained 10 pounds or lost five pounds or stayed the same. You just knew this is just my body and it's where it's at. Wouldn't that be amazing if you could just not have to think about it? All right, let's talk about it. To be honest, what brought this to my attention were some of my own thoughts and observations. I mean, the media seems to endlessly be obsessed with the Kardashians. But lately, I just find it so troubling that there's this obsession over their recent weight loss and the changes in their bodies. So apparently, both Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian have both lost a lot of weight very rapidly in, I don't know, like the last month or so. It's also rumored that both of them have had their, or should we say allegedly, have allegedly reduced the size of their alleged BBLs, although neither of them have ever said that they've done any cosmetic enhancement to their backsides. Very strange. Very strange that they're the only two women on the planet that look like that. But anyways, I digress. I also cannot imagine what it must feel like to have the whole world at any given moment talking about obsessing over and paying attention to every single little teeny tiny detail about your body. I cannot imagine. So I'm not faulting them. I'm not excusing them. I'm just making these observations that it's insane. And I'm also saying I would hate it. I cannot imagine the pressure and self-imposed, like we're not going to debate all of that. It's their brand. And frankly, if you are an influencer, let's just call them influencers who've turned into mega huge stars and, you know, they're great business people too, all the things. But if you are an influencer, whether you're a weight loss influencer or somebody who the content that you post really has to do with your appearance, whether it's for weight loss or fitness or beauty, et cetera, you actively are working to gain influence over others about their bodies, their fitness, their beauty, their body image, all those things. And it's a weird place to be. Speaking from personal experience, I could not get out of it fast enough. I freaking hated it because I knew every single little detail of my body was being analyzed. And I don't fault anybody. That's our society. Like in the episode that I did last week where I talked about, you know, judgment, we look at other people to figure out who we are. And we do this with our bodies too, by comparing my physique to what everyone else is saying is beautiful or is the standard of beauty or the standard of health or the standard of attractiveness. And then I look at my own body and then we decide how we measure up to that based on society standards. And Khloe Kardashian has talked very openly about her own struggles with her image, 
not just her body, but also her appearance. She remembers feeling like she was the ugly sister. In an article in Elle magazine, Chloe said that she remembers reading comments that Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister, and her dad must not be her real dad because she looks so different. These were some of the quotes. And when I say some, we're not talking like one or two. Like, can you imagine thousands and thousands and thousands of people making negative comments about your body? Again, I am not defending or excusing. I'm seeking to understand what it must be like to have your brand and to live up to your brand. And your brand is this unbearable, impossible standard of beauty and body. I mean, the way things are going for this family, if they look older or less attractive or gain weight, it's bad for the brand. Isn't that insane? Can you imagine? But anyway, so now these two girls have kind of done a recent new body transformation, if that's what you want to call it. And media, social media, TV, just cannot get enough. And they can't get enough because apparently we can't get enough. Because it's confusing for us. We look at stars. We look at celebrities. We look at social media influencers. And again, that's what we judge our own bodies by. And if those standards continue to become less and less realistic, widening the gap between what's possible and what's literally impossible, what does that do to women's psyche? I think this explains why so many women are like upset with the Kardashians because it's like, they're like, hey, wait a second. (laughs) You just got us all to accept curves and we were starting to feel good about our curves and some people over enhancing their curves, but we were feeling good about our curves and now you're going back to this wafy, in my opinion, just horrible diet culture mentality. I mean, I read the article with Kim Kardashian who talked about what she did to prepare to drop the weight to wear Marilyn Monroe's dress on the red carpet at the Met Gala. And she basically says, I mean, I'm not even going to tell you what she did because I don't want to trigger anyone. But I will say this, completely unsustainable, definitely eating disorder triggering, so unhealthy. Frankly, as a professional, I can tell you that what she did was incredibly unsafe, dangerous. So don't try it. Yet when I pulled my Instagram audience, by the way, You do follow me on Instagram, right? Because I I want you to be a part of these surveys. It's really important. So take a moment right now. Just you can keep listening to the show. The show will keep playing on your phone, your device, whatever. But definitely go to Instagram right now and just make sure you're following me at Shaleen Johnson and turn on your notifications for stories because I really do. I mean, I ask so many questions basically to determine what it is you want on the podcast It's just a way for us to stay connected and it's super valuable. So I polled my audience, I polled you, and I said, when a celebrity or a social media influencer that you admire, when you see that they have had a dramatic weight loss, even if you know it's unhealthy, do you still find yourself wanting to know what they did and maybe even considering what it is they did? And my audience, 40% of my audience said yes. And because these celebrities rarely ever come clean on all the things that they're doing, I mean, like Kim has talked about these crazy measures that she has gone to. And that's assuming that you believe that she's being forthright and transparent. And let's face it, the family doesn't really have a great reputation for honesty when it comes to procedures and treatments. 
Now, it's rumored, like the rumors are crazy. There are rumors that she had a mini gastric bypass. I don't believe that for even two seconds. There's rumors that there, she's just in starvation mode. And when I say she, I really mean they, Chloe and Kim. I think they're probably both doing the same thing. When rumors surfaced that they are both taking FDA-approved weight loss injections that are only specifically designed for people who have diabetes, Ozempic, well, the search results for Ozempic went through the roof. Crazy. Why? Why would 40% of the population of women consider doing something that will help them lose weight even if they knew it was unsafe, unconventional, and not sustainable? Why would women all over the world risk their own health and their own sanity just to be, quote, thin, to weigh less, to lose weight? Why? And the answer can be found in how it is we feel when we believe that our body doesn't measure up. So again, I pulled my audience and said, when you get on the scale and it's a few pounds heavier than what you expected, how does it make you feel? I didn't say when you gain 50 pounds. I didn't say if you look in the mirror and feel you're obese. I said when you step on a scale and the number is more than what you expected, what do you feel? What do you think? Are you ready for this? Depressed that I'm a failure. I feel discouraged. I'm mad at myself, even if I've been careful. I feel like I'm ugly and a failure. I feel unattractive. I feel unlovable and defeated. I feel disgusting, devastated, unworthy of anyone's love. (laughs) Wow. I mean, this is where we are. So first, I just want to thank you, those of you who did reply. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for, you know, just being truthful, because these are hard things to admit. You almost feel shame that you are so controlled by a stupid piece of metal with numbers between your toes. And again, we're not talking about health-threatening conditions or extreme obesity. We're, We're talking about the way women feel when they step on the scale and their weight fluctuates. Selena Gomez, former girlfriend to Justin Bieber. You've got teenagers or girls who are in their 20s. You definitely know who Selena Gomez is, but she was a little tiny itty-bitty girl because when they were dating, I think she was like 19, 20. And I don't know about you, but I certainly do not have the body I had when I was 19 or 20. Women change. We evolve. And it's crazy how we have this standard, this belief that women are supposed to look like they did when we first met them or like what they looked like in high school. That's the standard. Think about the first time you saw Justin Bieber. Maybe he was wearing his little white jeans and his little, you know, white jean jacket and the purple hoodie. Nobody talks about how his body, no one expects Brad Pitt's body or face to look like it did 25 years ago. But wow, we certainly do expect all of his former girlfriends and wives' bodies to be exactly the same. Like Jennifer, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Like we expect her to look exactly like she did and to weigh the same amount she did when she was on Friends. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Okay, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, they're back together. He is heavier and older and, you know, the years have hit him. Not He's rich, so that always helps. But J-Lo hasn't aged and that is not... Just olive oil. I'm sorry. Like, she is a freak of nature. Just absolutely beautiful. Whatever she's doing, I think it's less obvious 
than other people. And hey, I don't know, maybe she's not doing anything. Maybe she just hit the genetic lottery. Today's episode of The Shalene Show is sponsored by our friends at Organifi. At the height of my fitness career, I lived on protein shakes and protein bars, and they made me gassy and bloated and uncomfortable. And the second I stopped eating those and consuming those things, I never had gas again. So I was really afraid to try any other protein powders. On a whim, I recently ordered the chocolate protein powder from Organifi, and lo and behold, not surprisingly, no gas. You know, I don't know if that's an issue for you, but for me it was. Anyways, I want to share with you my favorite protein shake recipe right now. I take a scoop of the chocolate protein powder from Organifi. Then I pour in the remainder of my coffee from the morning that because I never drink my whole cup. I pour in the rest of my coffee into the chocolate. Then I put in a half a banana and two heaping teaspoons of PB2, which is like a powdered peanut butter. Add ice and blend a little bit of water so you get the perfect consistency. Maybe a stevia or two, and I'm telling you, it is the most delicioso recipe you will ever try. Now, if you already have your favorite protein powder, no problem. But Organifi is the company that I really trust for all of my nutritional needs, anything that might be missing from my diet. I try to eat a whole foods diet. I try to eat real foods. I try not to eat processed foods. But let's face it, even if you're trying to be as perfect as possible, you're not always going to get in all your nutrients. Organifi is 100% organic. They have a prolific array of products that basically you can mix with water and get whatever nutrients you might be missing from your diet to improve your brain health, your immune system, sleep, you name it. If it's missing in your diet, they've got it. It's 100% organic, and you get 20% off when you go to Organifi. I'm going to spell it for you. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, Organifi.com forward slash Shalene. You use code Shalene, and you're going to get 20% off of everything. Again, it's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene. Use code Shalene for 20% off. We have this pressure and we play into it where women are supposed to, their bodies are supposed to look like they did when they were in high school or when they were their smallest or when they were first came on the scene. And we don't give the grace of just being a human. I mean, I'm going to name famous people because those are people that you and I both know and you can think about this and relate to, but it happens in our own lives too. I mean, there are people that you know in your own life you are judging them because when you met them, they were thinner and now they're heavier. And that's how a lot of times we speak to each other. Like, yeah, she's packed on some pounds, huh? It's just crazy. Okay, Mariah Carey. People, again, talk about her weight constantly because we want to freeze her in time. At the age of 19, when she appeared on The Late Night Show and she was naturally curly-haired, very thin, very young, very naive, up-and-coming singer. Christina Aguilera. I mean, Britney Spears. I don't know if you guys follow Britney Spears on Instagram. <sighs> Should I even go there? Like, I don't want all the Britney fans to come for me, but, like, things don't seem quite right over there. And just this is my own personal observation. It really feels like she's just trying to stay stuck, too. Stay stuck in that moment when she first hit the scene, like even the clothes that she wears in her Instagram posts, they're all from like the early 2000s. It just, it feels like she's stuck, stuck in time. Oh yeah, back to Selena Gomez. So Selena Gomez, 
got diagnosed with a autoimmune disease called lupus. And her lupus was so bad, she actually had to undergo a kidney transplant. And I think it was 2017. And so, of course, she's on medications that made her gain weight. And just the cruelty and the incessant hounding, online bullying by millions of people because she had gained some weight. And again, if you look at her photos where she's heavier, she just looks like a normal person. But we will forever compare her body to what we remember when she first came on the scene and she was basically a teenager. And we're not allowing her to be a woman. We're not allowing her. No, we're not allowing her to be a human. If you're a, a regular listener of The Shaleen Show, you know that like once a month I will do a, a What to Watch documentary series. And in one of those, I recommended that you watch the Miss Americana. I think that was what it was called, the Taylor Swift documentary that came out in 2020. It's really good. Really, really good. You should go back and watch it. Now, she took a lot of heat on, in that documentary because she talked about how uncomfortable it was to gain weight or like to be scrutinized for her weight. And I was like, wait a second. When I was watching, I'm like, wait, she's gained weight? What? What? And then they went back and showed early appearances and pictures of her when she first came on the scene. Again, she was like, you know, still a teenager and she was very, very, very skinny. And now she's just very skinny. Do you know what I mean? And when she went from being like very, very, very thin to thin, people talked about her weight gain. And so the documentary is really interesting because she opens up about how much pressure she felt because people would say body goals, because people always commented on how thin she was. And that did, I mean, I don't think she necessarily identifies herself as having an eating disorder. And this is just my assessment of watching it, things were getting very disordered. And she seems much healthier now, at least in that documentary. So you should go back and watch that. If you are a human being, your weight is going to fluctuate. And for sometimes for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with any change to your nutrition or your exercise. So it has nothing to do with discipline. But for whatever reason, when we see people's weight fluctuate, we assume either they are incredibly disciplined or they're incredibly undisciplined. And therefore, subconsciously, we assign like this ethical evaluation, like we make a moral judgment of someone if they have gained a lot of weight or lost weight. And again, I really believe the reason why we are so obsessed with celebrities or well-known people and their weight is because we judge others and we judge their appearance and we judge their accomplishments and everything else to figure out who we are. If I can look at you, if I can assess who you are, if I can assess your weight and your body and how society looks at you or fill in the blank name of celebrity or well-known person, then by making that assessment of someone else, then I can judge myself and weigh it against my assessment of that person. And then, then I know who I am. Then I know how I measure up. And I think the best example of this is when the weight goes the opposite way. For example... Adele. In the fall of 2021, Adele posted this Instagram photo revealing her 100-pound weight loss. And the response was anger. I mean, not amongst everybody, but overwhelmingly, a lot of people were very angry, outraged, even felt betrayed by her. And the very same thing happened to Rebel Wilson, the female comedian. And interestingly enough, she's commented that her weight loss has had a negative impact on her career. 
Because again, many women who saw her, judged her, identified her as being a, or Adele, as being women who were, both of them, 100 pounds heavier, both having, you know, very unconventional body types in comparison to the typical entertainment standard, both also seemingly very accepting of their body types, very successful, beloved by the world. And if by comparison, you're carrying extra weight or or you're not perfect, and you look at these two women who have this extra weight and they seem to really be confident and accept themselves, and, and more importantly, the world accepts them. And when they lose the weight, it can send this kind of subliminal message that they didn't love the way their bodies were before and that they felt they needed to change them to improve them which might feed into the belief, if you have one, that you're not good enough, you're not beautiful, the world doesn't accept you, you're not lovable, like all those things that can play into your mind when you see this person who was all those things in a a bigger body and now they have slimmed down and it's like, well, wait, then what does that say about me? It's kind of like when kids their parents get divorced and then they learn something about one of the parents that they had no idea that's like shocking. Like maybe that wasn't ever their biological parent or maybe one of the parents comes out as gay or you find out one of the parents had multiple affairs and it can kind of rock a person's world because we use other people to ground ourselves and to know who we are, right or wrong, that's what we do. But Adele's music is worthy of being played at the highest volume with you screaming at the top of your lungs in your car by yourself, regardless of her weight. Rebel Wilson is funny, regardless of the number that shows up between her toes when she steps on the scale in the morning. But let's talk about some of the reasons why your weight might fluctuate even if you haven't changed a thing with your nutrition or your exercise. Well, first, medications. Like certain medications make people gain weight. Stress. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Nothing makes you gain weight or sometimes lose weight like stress. If you've ever been through an incredibly traumatic experience, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever been through a period of time where it was like prolonged, ongoing stress, the kind of stress that creates mental and physical fatigue, you know your body starts packing on the pounds to protect you. Your weight is going to fluctuate due to Diet adaptation, which means you can start intermittent fasting or you can dramatically restrict your calories and create that incredible deficit, which helps you to lose weight at first. And then you're going to adapt in your body. Your metabolism is going to slow. And there you go. You're gaining weight. We gain weight and our weight fluctuates during pregnancy. As we age, weight fluctuations can be caused by digestion, systemic inflammation, which makes you retain water. Water retention can cause weight fluctuation. Over-exercising, doing a new exercise routine can cause weight gain. Yeah, because your muscles are inflamed. Your body is sore, right? A traumatic event can cause weight gain or weight loss. Thyroid conditions. So when I say your weight will fluctuate, I'm not just talking about I jumped on the scale today and I weighed two pounds more. I'm talking about the fluctuations that happen as we go through different seasons and different stages or ages of our life. It's just so important to recognize that it's normal. If you have elderly parents, you know what I'm talking about. They're probably a little bit heavier when they're in their 60s, maybe early 70s. And then as they get into their 
70s and 80s, you'll notice that they start losing weight. Now, of course, a lot of that is muscle, unfortunately, but they also tend to then have a slower metabolism. And you just notice that that's where there's another period of, of weight loss. And the reason why I'm bringing all of this up is because, well, first of all, I want you to recognize that it's not just you. It's everyone, but who are we kidding? It's like a thousand times worse for women, for young girls. So it's no wonder that you feel horrible when you step on the scale and you don't see a number that you want to see. That, that does not surprise me. In polling my social media family, I learned that, let's see, it was 52% of my audience weighs themselves every week and 28% weigh themselves every single day. Now, I, I'm not judging. This is an honest question. Why? Why would you weigh yourself every single day? I'm going to pause because I really want you to think about what is the answer? That number between your toes. If you saw it yesterday and you have a mirror and you know what you ate and you know how you look and you know how you feel, why do you get back on it again the very next day or even a couple days later? Why? Why does that piece of metal have so much power over you? Because it does. If it didn't, you wouldn't step on it as often as you did because it wouldn't matter. It's a number. It's data. It's information. Is it important to have? Sure, every once in a while. But every day? Even every week? Why? You know your clothes fit. And you can look in the mirror and decide if, in fact, you like the way you look. I think it makes sense to step on a scale when you're wondering, like, hmm, things are feeling a little bit tighter, haven't weighed myself in a while. Well, then, then it makes sense that you're collecting data, you're getting information, you're trying to figure out, like, is this just something that is in my head or is it an actuality? Have I gained a few pounds and do I need to worry about that? Speaking from personal experience, when I was in deep in the fitness industry and in the throes of orthorexia, over-exercising and restricting my calories, I weighed myself often and never every day but at least once or twice a week. And if that number went up a pound or two, it destroyed my mood. And it would feed into this negative cycle of exercising more. It would feed into the belief or the feelings that I wasn't worthy of being a fitness expert, which is so dumb. So how did I get to where I am today? How can you break up with the scale? How can you stop beating yourself up when your weight fluctuates? And, and more importantly, how can you get to a place where the number between your toes is not the measure of your worth? It doesn't have any impact on you. It's just a data point that you get from time to time, but you drop the obsession with that number, the number on the scale. Again, let me just ask you, if you looked in the mirror and you could tell you were noticeably getting tighter or leaner, you like the way you look. Your clothes were fitting a little looser. And people were like, wow, you're, you know, you're looking good. What's going on? How would you feel? How would you feel putting on your clothes and loving the way that you looked? Imagine things are just a little bit looser. You're really happy with your progress. You're looking in the mirror and you like your reflection. 
and you know your body pretty well. So you're looking at yourself and you're like, you know, I've probably lost like maybe five or six pounds. Yeah. I mean, in order to have my clothes a little bit looser, like I'm thinking I've lost like five or six pounds. So you're feeling good. You're feeling sexy. You're feeling more confident. You're probably going to be in a better mood all day. You're probably going to be nicer to people. You're not going to be thinking so much about your body, the food that you eat. You're not going to beat yourself up. This is going to be a really good day. But just then, someone walks in the room with a scale and asks you to step onto it. Now, nothing's changed, but you step on that scale. And not only have you not lost any weight, you've actually gained four or five pounds from the last time you stepped on that scale. Tell me if your mood would shift. Would you feel discouraged, disgusted, angry, sad, defeated? All of those things? Probably. And doesn't that just defy logic that we've been so brainwashed to ignore what we see, to ignore what we feel, and to give that much power to the numbers between our toes. Full transparency, that was me. Like I would be in a bad mood if I stepped on the scale as I started doing my reverse dieting, adding calories back in, trying to increase my metabolism, lifting heavier weights, seeing my body shift and change, getting stronger. And I, I loved what I was seeing in the mirror, but then I would step on the scale and I might be up two pounds and it would be five steps backwards in my head. And by that, I mean, in my head, I would think, oh, you better go back to what you were doing before. I know you like the way you look, but you're not the lowest number you ever were. So maybe you should go back to what you were doing before. Like, And I, I, I noticed, I caught myself having these thoughts and and battling with these unhealthy thoughts, thinking, wait, I know that behavior and the way I was eating and the way I was exercising and the way I was thinking, I know that all of those things were so unhealthy. They were unhealthy for me physically, mentally, my brain health, everything. So how is it these numbers between my toes have that much power over common sense? So I didn't get rid of the scale. Scale is still in our bathroom. My husband weighs himself, I think, think probably like once a week. And I don't. I probably weigh myself hmm, once every six months. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd weighed my... Yeah, like, you know when I weigh myself is when I go to the doctor. And if they don't tell me what I weigh, I don't ask. Because I don't care. Because if it's up a pound or down a pound, it doesn't matter. What matters is what I see in the mirror. And there are days or weeks when I look in the mirror and I think to myself, okay, we can tighten things up. I need to dial in my nutrition a little bit more. I need to get more sleep. I Sometimes I look at my skin. I look at my face. I look at things that matter in terms of health. I look at my eyes. I, I look at my hair. I look at my muscle development. And I use those things as a measure because it gives me so much more data than the numbers on the scale. That's what worked for me. I use other things to measure my success, non-scale wins, as we call them, in Phase It Up. And, you know, some of you guys have asked me about Phase It Up, if that's still a program that I believe in. Of course it is. It's not a diet program. It's a program that educates you <laughs> on the fact that you are an individual. It teaches you all of this healthy mindset. And more importantly, we really focus on whatever habits it is you're trying to establish, we teach you how to create those habits, figure out how to eat 
according to, you know, your lifestyle, your background, your experience, your your dieting history, your age, what season of life you're in, your likes, your dislikes, like all those things. Like knowledge is power and Phase It Up was designed to to give you power, right? What isn't powerful (laughs) is when we have the knowledge, like we know better. We know that the scale is stupid. We know that the scale is like, it's like having a ex-boyfriend who you know he's not good for you. You know, whenever you're around him, He makes you feel lesser. You're just desperate to have him love you. You're just pathetic and weak when you're around him. And you know it's not good for you, but you just can't help yourself. You just keep going back to this loser. And it's feeding into this negative belief you have about yourself. Well, listen, for some of you, not everyone, but for a lot of you, that's what you're doing with the scale. The scale is making you insecure. It's making you a slave. It's making you think that that number has some significance on your worth. You are looking at that number and deciding whether you are good or bad. And I'll tell you what, all the weight that you lose or all the weight that you gain will not affect the way God sees you. It will not change your value as a human being. It won't change your heart. It won't change your soul. It won't change your essence. In fact, sometimes that number on the scale, even if it goes up, doesn't even change the size of pants you wear. It's just a freaking number. And there's so many things that can cause that number to fluctuate, including being a human being, a beautiful human being who's worthy and who's smart and who I am going to challenge to break up with the scale. Will you take the challenge? If you will. I want you to tell me about it. I want you to post it to your Instagram stories and I want you to tag me and say, I have broken up the scale. I triple dog dare you. Can you do it? Now, if you can't do it, then don't tell us you're going to. But if you know you need to and you know who you are, if you know you need to do that, if you know it's time to break up with him, then do it. I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you on Wednesday.